Hey there, welcome to Beyond the Bikini podcast, where you can enhance your body and your mind. My name is Nicole Ferrier, exercise science grad, certified personal trainer, bikini competitor, and coach. On this podcast, you will learn more about my experience in the fitness industry, competing in bikini competitions, mental health, and how to gain more success in your own life in your fitness journey. So sit back, relax, or power through this cardio session and enjoy. Okay, we're good. What's up? Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> um, all right, so I wanted to go over a couple things that have been on my mind this past week. Um, just things for like my clients and just give a like male perspective because I think too often fitness, I think male and females can have <laughs> differing opinions. Not to say like they always do, just sometimes. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So... Um, what are your thoughts on like rep ranges? Because I think, so guys, first off, reintroduce yourself. I'm Jake. Um, I'm a personal trainer at Crunch, uh, in-person personal trainer. Um, I'm from the Midwest as well. And I moved down here eight months or so before Nicole moved here. Okay. What else did you do? Um, like before that? Yes. Before that I was going to school. I'm a criminal justice major. Um, thought I was going to be a cop in the East St. Louis area. That's what I wanted to do. And then had someone influence me to be a personal trainer and move down to Tampa because when I talked about fitness, I was super happy. Um, when I talked about applying to be a police officer, I didn't seem like I had that as much happiness in my voice. So she read me pretty well and influenced me to move to Tampa. And you have a background in like wrestling and the army, right? I did six years in the military, um, and then I have high school um, record of wrestling and track. Okay. So, I wanted to bring you on, so we're just going to go right into it. Um, rep ranges and training. So, this is a question I get asked a lot from my female clients. They think that they need to train differently because they are female they think that putting on muscle for them is different and it's going to vary from a male. So what's your opinion on rep ranges? Between my male and female clients, most of them are on most of they would technically be on the same programs per se, depending on their body movements and corrections I need to make. I'll change up the exercises or the specific exercise. I'll do a different variation. Um, but other than the fact that girls mostly want to, work on their legs and their glutes and men typically want to work on upper body. Other than that, there's really no difference in how I program for my male and female clients. Yeah. And women, you need to like stop neglecting body parts. Like I know a lot of you don't want to train your arms because you think your arms are going to get really big or you think that um, you don't need to train certain body groups, like even your chest. Like I have an augmentation and I still try to train my chest. Of course you want to consult with your surgeon about that. Um, but you should be training everything and you don't even have the testosterone to like put on masses, mass amount of muscle. Um, and I always like, I used to tell my female clients cause I did in-person training. I would ask them, I'm like, how would you feel like if you're like significant other, if he was a male were to go into the gym and just pick up like the lighter weights. Cause he was scared that he would get too big. 
Like, it's so funny when you flip it like that because, like, a guy would never do that. He'd never be like, oh, I'm going to just put on so much muscle. I need to lift the lighter weights and do more reps. You don't. Um, And even guys, like, I see a lot of guys on the opposite, they'll ignore their legs when you still need to train your legs. You're going to create muscle imbalances. You're not going to have a well-developed physique. And, yes, not everybody has physique-based goals, but it's very important to have a balanced physique to avoid injury. Um, and you don't want to have any lagging muscle groups. Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> um, so Jake works in a corporate style gym where they're doing training and I'm sure you see a lot in the gym, but I know a lot of people are new to <clears throat> the gym atmosphere. What are a couple like gym pet peeves that you see and like mistakes that like new people make? Um, just going over to the cardio area, just hitting cardio. There's people that I've probably never talked to in the gym, but I, they'd probably look like a completely new person if they went over in the weights. Like I probably wouldn't recognize them. Whereas I'm, I know them from the cardio section because they're always there. Um, there's people that you can tell that they just found some type of workouts on uh, Instagram and they think that this is going to be the best thing for them. Instagram workouts are great to try. Um, and st- definitely better than nothing. Um, but having some type of program, whether you have a trainer write that, or at the very least you write that yourself, pull something together. Um, that's a good idea. I agree. Um, I think a lot of people are going into the gym and they're following workouts from like Pinterest. And I know a lot of these girls, you're in the corner of the gym where you think nobody can see you and you're doing a lot of plyometric jumpy shit. Stop it. Get a proper program. Um, don't just find anything from a magazine. If it's on Pinterest or in a magazine, do people still read magazines, but some of them do. Um, it's probably not a good plan. So I would say focus on the weights for sure. Understand that everyone there at the gym isn't going to be looking at you. Okay. I kind of think it's funny when people think that everyone's staring at them because everyone has headphones on and there's mirrors everywhere. Um, and people just like to keep to keep to themselves. So don't be worried about that. And I totally agree also with the cardio. You just see them go there because it's easy. And I see a lot of women just do that. It's easy. They don't have to ask for help. You just turn on the machine and you just move or you do a class and a lot of these classes are super high intensity and you don't need that in your life and you're not going to progress. But I mean, any movements better than no movement, just understand that it's okay to step outside your comfort zone and ask for help. Go to the front desk and ask a trainer how to use a machine or piece of equipment. That's why they're there. They're not just there to work with people one-on-one. They're there to like assist in the gym too. <laughs> Have you ever had anyone come up to you and ask you questions on how to use something? Oh yeah, all the time. Um, people come up, or if you know, we kind of see them doing it in the wrong way or a way that could hurt themselves. Um, we'll definitely want to step in there. Have you ever stopped someone for having bad form or doing something scary at the gym? Because a lot of times, I think what when I did in person training, I would not say anything. I literally have seen a guy take a barbell and he swung himself around to do walking lunges. Like he got to the end and turned around. He didn't have clips on his barbell. The plates flew off 
and like hit two people. Um, so I kind of told him he was an asshole. Seen, <laughs> seen a few people that <laughs> they haven't realized the weights have shifted and they go to do a set and I'll catch them. Um, but yeah, a lot of times, a lot of times with deadlifts is people are trying to do deadlifts because for whatever reason, um, but their back is way too incredibly rounded. Some rounding is fine. It doesn't have to be perfectly straight. Um, but it's at a way that they're going to hurt themselves and I'm going to definitely step in there and say, Hey, do you mind if I show you, um, but just kind of create the conversation and then, um, Maybe even invite him in to take him through another workout later. But at the same, at the very least, be able to correct that form um, as best I can. I usually give three pieces of advice. Anything more than that, you're probably gonna forget. Um, so I, I give at least three three tips of advice based on what um, I see wrong. Do you think that everyone should hire a trainer? Like, what do you think the benefits are? I think everybody could benefit from it. Um, based off of just the knowledge you're going to gain, the, um, especially nutrition. I, that's what I've found. And maybe that's just because I'm interested in the nutrition and supplementation stuff, but nutrition, I see so many people that are doing it so wrong. Mm-hmm. Whereas the exercises that they're doing, honestly, they're, they're going to get some benefit on it or they need, they need to, um, just turn it into a program instead of walking in the gym, doing something different every single time. Cause now your body doesn't know what it needs to adapt to. Um, but I do th- believe everybody can benefit from that, um, to get that little bit of outside perspective, somebody else seeing form, um, anywhere, anybody that ranges from the new person, first time stepping into the gym to, um, the pros who are, um, competing at such at a high level that they have someone with them showing them. I think that people are scared to ask for help and, even I, myself, like I asked you to create like a split for me because I just didn't want to do it anymore and I needed more structure. You'll make comments on like certain form things and I've like learned a handful of things from you. But I think dropping your ego, like if you have experience, because like I have my degree in exercise science, I've seen a lot of training. I've had a variety of trainers before um, and I have a background of gymnastics. So I feel like I'm very aware of my body. But having a trainer that can point out a couple things that look off, you can't necessarily see it all the time. And we're also really subjective with ourselves. So sometimes we're like, no, my form's fine. Or like, no, this is good when it's not. I'm very stubborn, but I'm working on it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I, I just think a lot of people make that mistake. I... I mean, I would like to go into the gym and do a variety of things, but that's not going to be the most optimal for me to see results. So that's another big mistake I see is like people doing too much. Do you see that? Yeah. Trying to do in upwards of like 20, 25 sets and you're like, you're a lifestyle client um, or lifestyle, lifestyle person. Or you think you have to go to the gym five times, six times a week. But if you do anything less than that, then it's irrelevant and there's no point. Yeah. It's like that all or nothing mentality. Just understand that like any sort of movement and any sort of exercising is better than none at all. Like even if you can't go to the gym and you just start by freaking walking, that's better than nothing. Um, okay. How do you handle bad body image days? Because I think that I get asked 
this question all the time from people in my DMs. Um, I've had podcast episodes re- requested on this. I've had it in my Facebook group with all my clients. They're like, how do you handle bad body image? But I think a lot of my female clients tend to forget that males also have this. And even I forget this because I am a competitor. So I'm, I'm transitioning into my off season where I'm putting on more weight. Um, and I just did a post on this talking about how we as competitors need to stop saying that like we're fat and we're fluffy and like out of shape just because our veins aren't popping everywhere and our abs aren't super crisp looking. And we don't look like a crazy cartoon character with a bunch of jacked muscle. Like that's not the everyday. And we need to like watch our language on how we look in our off season because we don't look like those things. It's just, we have a, I don't want to say a dis. Well, it is kind of disordered. You don't see yourself properly after you compete and you're in shape is forever that stage lane. And anything compared to that isn't close to what you think is, you don't think you think your off season isn't what you should look like. Um, so I think that I've been talking a lot about bad body image because I'm going through that right now, but I tend to forget that you can go through that too. Oh yeah. Um, especially when, Nicole is stage lean and stepping on stage in a bikini and shredded, and I'm on a vault. Um, it's definitely kind of like, no shit. Like, she's a 10, and I feel like a 5 right now. Um, so there are definitely those days. <laughs> definitely those days, um, but also, like, just getting out of the bed in the morning and seeing yourself in the mirror, and you could be bloated for any reason or um, – a lot of times, like right after a meal, you'll get uh, more vascular. So there's different things that throughout the course of the day without even working out, your physique is going to change um, that you just don't realize. Whereas um, you tend not to look necessarily your best all the time in the mornings. Um, so yeah, those are some things I struggle with. And usually that's when I end up um, doing like an arm day or something like that. Arm day, shoulder day, or chest day. Um in the gym, and that's why I wear cutoffs. As I use the mirrors, I get a pump. Um, the vascularity gets there, and I get that you know more confidence boost, or where I have the muscles popping more, and um, see myself in that um, good gym lighting and things like that. And you, know, you just feel better about yourself then. And then I'm just like, okay, like this is. It's not like I lost everything. You compare yourself a lot, I think. To other physiques? Yeah. I feel like I would. Or not you would, like you do in yeah. the gym and through social media. So guys do it too. <laughs> I get so many girls who will like look at other competitors and be like, oh, look at her abs, look at her shoulders. Like she's definitely going to win. And it's like, why are you even doing that? You're like wasting your time comparing yourself. Plus like nobody has the same genetics or like shape as you do. So it's really pointless. Like I've seen you point people out before who their just structure is completely different. Mm-hmm. And like you don't, and the other thing too is like when you're comparing yourself to this other person, you don't know if this other person is comparing themselves to you. So it's like a catch 22. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Uh, what else do I want to talk about? You know, gym etiquette. Gym etiquette. Cause I'm bad at this. Uh, <laughs> 
You're bad at gym etiquette? Sometimes. I don't like to re-rack my weights sometimes. I, I have caught around that. Only on decline leg press, because I feel like if you can't decline leg press 45s, you shouldn't be using the decline leg press. You can press. leave a 45 there. That's what I do. Um, I've seen you put the, the bumper plates mm-hmm. in the wrong spots. Just put them at the bottom. I thought that's where they go. No. 10s and 15s. What goes on the bottom? 45s. I didn't know that, honestly. At the time that we hadn't been as admin about keeping them organized, but okay. Well, gym etiquette. Re-rack your weights. Re-rack your weights. I tend to get annoyed with this. You know what's really frustrating is when someone left like five plates on the decline leg press, and then by the time you re-rack all their weights, you don't even want to fucking do the exercise. Yep, I'll go back and I'll grab people now and. I'll wait till they're all the way across the gym, and then I'll ask them if they need help putting the weights back. Is there anything weird that you've seen in the locker room? Um, I don't know that there's necessarily anything weird that we've seen in the locker room, but at our gym, we do have female cleaners, and we just don't have a lot of male cleaners applying, so there's we can't really help it too much as our trainers are training. They also get paid off fully commissioned, so they're not paid going in there. Um, but they're also, uh, the front desk is, they can't step away. It's way too busy at front desk for them doing that either. So either way, we have female cleaners and it's usually older men. They're just like, screw it. We have a sign that's up when there's a woman in there. So you know that it's not like she's in the back in like a stall cleaning. And then you come out and you're naked and you're like, Oh shit, there she is. No, there's a big ass sign that we put up before you go in. And usually we get uh, older men. They're just like, naked. this is the men's bathroom. Screw it. She can get out of here. And they just get naked. And it's like, there's I've a heard. huge handicap stall. Just go in the handicap stall. Get changed. Be polite. I've heard that older men just walk around naked all the time in the locker room. Not. So at Crunch, not so much. At least we're like right next to USF. So um, it's a younger crowd anyway. But I haven't seen... Um, haven't seen anybody walking around naked at crunch. They're usually have a towel on. However, at the YMCA back in my hometown, that's pretty common. Um, yeah. I've women don't really do that either. But I think women are really insecure of their bodies, so they just like try to hide all the time. So there's that. Um, gym etiquette. So what if a guy is trying to pick up a girl? What do you think is the right approach? And girls, I'll cover you. I Okay, so I guess I've been pretty oblivious to this, even though I've had a lot of friends who are like, yeah, I'm constantly hit on, things like this. And I was with a client, and I literally heard a guy go up to a girl and just be like, started the conversation normal and just went right into, yeah, I think you're really hot. And I was like, that's where you just made it awkward, buddy. Um, <laughs> what about the guy that tried to pick me up? Okay. This was a weird <laughs> this, was, this was hilarious. I was like, why he's picking you up? I walked away laughing, but Nicole was on doing abs and I was going over there. I was probably going over the hit, hit on her too, but <laughs> something. But I was going over there by her to talk to her. And then this guy comes over and he looked like he was about to use a piece of equipment around there. So I was I stopped so that he could go by or whatever else. I'm standing right next to her and she starts this exercise. And then he acts like he's trying to get like right past me. So I go move away 
And then he realizes that me and her are together and he comes up, he's a veteran and he comes up and starts a conversation. He's like, Hey man, what are you doing tomorrow night? And I was like, at that moment I was like, Oh shit. He meant to actually ask her that. But once he realized we were together, he realized that he was doing something awkward and then was just like, screw it. He'll ask me. Cause he, I've had like one conversation with him before. So he knew I was prior service as well. And he invited me to, um, I think it was a rock concert, but invited me to a concert that was like last weekend. So this is a pretty recent event. Um, invited me to a rock concert and I was just like, no, me and my girlfriend have something going on. So he was definitely actually intending to go talk to her. But once he realized that like, this is happening within (laughs) like 10 feet of each other. Oh yeah. It's really awkward. He realized that once we were like dating, he was like, oh shit. And instead of just kind of like awkwardly walking away, I guess he felt the less awkward thing was, was to invite me to a concert. Which then I was like, is he trying to pick you up in front of me? (laughs) So she thought he was hitting on me. Meanwhile, no. Because Jake has a really nice ass. (laughs) I do have a great ass. (laughs) But no, he was trying to get to her and then realized we were dating and was like, oh shit, what do I do? So... I get a lot of guys at the gym trying to hit on me and I'm not trying to be about myself. It just happens. Um, and I think a lot of girls get scared, but I want to let you know, like there's a thin line of like when, if you're uncomfortable every single time you hop into the gym or you see this person, you have to report it because you do, you deserve to feel comfortable when you're working out. And I've had the most inappropriate comments to me. Um, and they're usually from older men, which it's not all the time, just sometimes. Like I had one time I went into my gym in Ohio cause I used to live there and this person hadn't seen me in about a year and a half. And so I had gotten an augmentation then. So I went from like an A to a D. So clearly a big change. And I normally work out in a sports bra and this guy's late sixties. He comes up to me and taps me on the shoulder and is like, Hey, are those real? Because my buddy wants to know. Just fucking rude. And you need to report it. Um, I've had like gym stalkers too, where they would like wait for me at the exit or like follow me around. Report it. Like get the person out of the gym. It's not appropriate. And so many women will not speak up or they'll change their gym membership just so they don't see that person, which that shouldn't be the case. Just throw them out. I've had to walk somebody out to their car. And unfortunately it's, I also have to say like, Hey, like we can't do anything about this guy unless you're also going to make a report and I can do as much as I want as far as still watching him with other girls and you, um, and things like that. But at the end of the day is you have to report it. I I, I can't just kick somebody out of the gym and revoke their membership or have my GM do that. If there's no necessarily complaint that's made or nothing that's put on his file. Um, so, so don't be afraid to make that complaint. Yeah, I mean, it can be uncomfortable, but it's not like they're going to know it's you either. They usually keep your name hidden. Um, But, okay, so I also get a lot of girls who ask me, I have a crush on this guy at the gym. How do I talk to him? Just start a conversation. I, like, think people look into this too much because everyone starts a conversation if they're into someone, like, oh, my God, like, I'm so nervous. When it's, like, just start the conversation like a friendship because at least you can get a friendship out of something other than expecting something more. If you see them there regularly, um, if it's the first time, it's different. Because obviously, like, 
are they going to come again? Stuff like that. But if it's the first time or if it's you see them there regularly, go up and just be like, hey, I always see you here. Just wanted to introduce myself. My name's Jake. That just be like, okay, and- awesome. And then break conversation. And then from there on out, the next conversations are so much easier. So just be easy at first and then start conversations every single time you see them. Then. So like for me, I've had guys like that. That's a good way to pick up a girl. But like give you a compliment, like just being like, oh, I see you in here every day. Do you normally train at this time? If you say that, like you'll get an idea so you can like see them again. Not that stalkerish, just word it correctly. And then just be like, oh, like I think you work really, really hard in here. I see you here every day. It seems like you're really dedicated, something like that. Like nothing like physical, like don't be fucking weird. But <laughs> like just complimenting work ethic I think can be good. Or ask if they're like training for something. You already will get to know them a little bit. Um, for girls, I think it's easier. But the thing with girls is they don't believe in themselves half the time. Um, I approached you through DM. So, yep. ladies, if you want a man, slide into the DMs. Don't wait for them to slide in because they'll be oblivious. Um, not that you were. But anyway, that's another story for another day. <laughs> um Go up to them and I would, so I would wait for an exercise that you could ask to work in with them. And then you want to do like the headphone thing. Pop one out. Yeah. Try to talk to them. They'll know. It's a cue that you want to talk. Pop a headphone out. And if you don't want to talk, put two headphones in a wear and wear a hat. No one will talk to you. And it's a good way to know like, are they into me too? Because if you ask to work in and all of a sudden he's doing 10 sets of 10 instead of four sets of 10. That's because he's into you. Mm-hmm. Um, Haley is like, do you need a spotter? <laughs> <laughs> That's um, a really bad pickup line. That's a good one, though, for a girl. And you like are actually lifting like a compound lift and saying like, hey, can you spot me? That can also like start up a conversation because guys, their n- nature is to want to help a woman. Like it just is. It's like ingrained in them unless they're like, I don't know, have issues, but I feel like a lot of them want to help a girl and like, they like that. They like to be wanted, yeah. especially in something like masculine, like working out. Like, I think that's a good thing. You can, Absolutely. I mean, just don't ask me spot on deadlifts because that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, anything else guys, you can ask going. Okay. Is there another topic you wanted to cover, Mr. Block? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so? Can't think of anything. Oh, I want to do one more thing. Supplementation for men versus women. There's there's a few. Um, so like fat burners. Um, there's differences between male and female. Because um, of the your organs that help your metabolism function at a higher rate. Again, with fat burners is your nutrition has to be, if your nutrition isn't art with any supplement other than like pre-workout, if your general nutrition isn't doing pretty good, you're wasting your money. It doesn't matter how good the supplement is. Um, but for the most part, it's just like dosages. Um, just take a lower dosage. If you're a female and males can aren't able to take higher dosages. 
Um, Obviously, women aren't really going to want to take like a test booster. I've known of women who will take things that will like help block estrogen, which I don't know. That's going more into like PED and anabolic talk, which I will get someone on Beyond Bikini Radio to chat more about that, um, which that does happen a lot in a gym atmosphere. But I think women and men can basically take the same supplements. I don't see a lot of women wanting to take like intra powder like carbs because they would rather eat them. And usually a woman's intake is going to be lower than a male's intake and they would prefer to eat food um, and weight gaining shakes. I don't know of too many women who have need to like take like a meal replacement shake, but some men do. Yeah. Um, if you want to take like a weight gaining supplement, I would say just use your whey protein. Um, I don't use a mass gainer. But if you want, if you're trying to put on weight, then use that mass gainer for the protein and then use whole foods like oats and peanut butter and things like that for the added calories in there instead of using a protein powder that's just somehow has all these calories. There are a lot of fillers. Um, so yeah, I would just use your, your, your whole foods in there. Whole foods are better anyway. And I realized that the purpose of the mass gainer shake is to try and get a lot of calories in with a small amount, that physically small amount of food. Um, but otherwise, yeah, typically um, with pre-workouts, I think for anybody, you should try half scoop first um, and then well, start she's working asking, full scoops. But. What are the ben- so Chrissy's asking, one of my clients was that, uh, is asking what are the benefits of pre-workout? I do not think that everybody needs to be taking a pre-workout and they're being over-marketed and sexualized when – if you really want a good pre-workout, drink some coffee. Start with that. You don't need a bunch of stimulants. And especially for high-stress women, which this is my own issue, and I know that I sound like a hypocrite right now, but you actually should not be taking a high amount of caffeine if you struggle with anxiety and stress. Things to look – I think it's agmentine that will help with blood flow in a pre-workout. I don't like to take a pre-workout that's going to just, like, make me feel like I'm on, like – drugs and like hyper focus cocaine i do like a little bit of focus factor if, if that stuff's in it then that's great um but you have like your beta alanines that are going to that's also what gives you the tingles the beta alanines if there's too much and it's also the bigger person you are physically um or the more of a tolerance that you already have built up to it the less you're going to feel those pins and needles um but that's in there to buffer lactic acid buildup. So you can go to like that, that 10th rep and you're not feel like your arms are burning too much. Um, it's Agmentine that I could be wrong on the name, um, okay. but that helps with blood flow. So those are the things that you want to look for okay. in the pre-workout. Go into like the benefits though, because people are going to get overwhelmed by the breakdown of ingredients. The benefits of pre-workout? Yes. I would say that's kind of the benefits though, wouldn't it? Like the Agmentine helps with blood flow. So like in, well, that's in, what I mean. Just like break it down. Just okay. In, some of them have – now you want to look at the specific ingredients on each one, but they could have improved blood flow, so that's going to help shuttle blood into your muscles for those nutrients. Um, help with lactic acid buildup to prevent that. Help with your endurance while you're in the gym. Um, a lot of them also may have carbs, so you just have more energy that way. But then also caffeine is one of the main ingredients um, in a stimulant-based pre-workout some caffeine blocks some pain receptors too which can help you with weight training and lifting so your pain threshold 
threshold will be higher, which can yield to you lifting more weight. Okay. Um, Nicole asked, going to the going back to the gym and getting hit on, what is your strategy for making it less awkward when someone hits on you when you're in a relationship? Tell me you're in a relationship. <laughs> it will shut it down real quick. Um, That's their goal to find out anyway when they're hitting on you is – Hey, got to feel this out, see if they're in a relationship and just, just also just be like, Hey, thanks for the compliment, but I just want to let you know I am in a relationship. Like be polite about I've it. Done that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot. So I've also gone as far as wearing like a fake wedding ring. <laughs> like there was this one guy who was very aggressive. I was like, I'm in a relationship. And he said, so does that matter? Like you'll get guys like that. So, um, they're an asshole and, um, tell them to stop. Or you can wear a fake wedding ring. Okay. Let's see if there's any other question. Someone filming in on what's going on. We're just talking about the most random training and nutrition-based questions and just, like, gym etiquette. She said, I'm married. That's a great shutdown. <laughs> just say I'm married and walk away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Closing thoughts. I mean, supplementation. I'm trying to think of anything else. Oh, and women out there, you can take creatine. It's a really good supplement. I just started supplementing in with more creatine. I've noticed that I've hit like more PRs. Part of that is because I'm eating more calories in my off season. Um, But I've noticed a lot of strength gains. I've noticed a lot of endurance. Um, You get some water retention, but not everybody's a responder with water retention. So not everyone will hold water. Some people do, some people don't, but don't be afraid of water gain just because the scale is moving too. It doesn't mean you're losing progress. I fucking hate that word losing progress. There's no such thing as losing progress. So you either are moving in a certain direction or you're not, as long as you're sticking to the habits, your goals are going to be shifting your whole life. And like losing progress, like what's the timeline you're getting ready for? Like, I I just don't understand that. That's another rant for another day. I hate it so much. Thoughts on creatine. Creatine is probably the most studied supplement. It's probably what all supplements are measured against because it's super cheap, highly beneficial, and there's really no side effects to it. So, I mean, weight gain, but that the weight gain is from putting water into your muscles, which is where you want it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of the gold standard of supplements to see how close you can get it to be that beneficial with that few of negative results um, or negative uh, side effects, um, things like that. But anybody could benefit from me on creatine. Mm-hmm. Some of the things that people say about it are false, like, there needs to be a loading phase. There, if you have a competition, like a powerlifting competition, eight weeks out, I would say you should probably do a loading phase to really pump that creatine levels up in your body. You risk. Otherwise, you don't need any. You risk some GI distress if you load too. Um, it can be constipation or even the opposite. Um, I got, well, Avenger asked about superfoods. Um Superfoods are just really high in antioxidants. So I like goji berries and just like kale. And they, basically what a superfood is, is there's a lot of micronutrients for the amount of food that you're consuming. Um, I think that they're overhyped, honestly. Just get a variety of nutrients from whole foods and you're good to go. But 
I don't like superfoods don't elicit fat loss. That's a big thing I see like marketing and superfoods like just because it's super doesn't mean it's super fat loss or anything. And no food causes fat loss or fat gain either. Just saying a caloric deficit is fat loss. Yep. Um, what do you mean they're overhyped? It's marketing. They're trying to sell you the food. They're trying to make, make money off of it. Um, so it's not that it's a, do they work? They're going to help <laughs> with your body with digestion. So say you eat, say you, you only focus on your proteins, carbs, and fats, and you kind of neglect vegetables. Um, your body's not going to digest those, that chicken, rice, and broccoli as well. Then if say you ate that superfood or a variety of fruits and veggies, your body's going to digest those proteins, carbs, and fats, the chicken, rice, and broccoli, um, or I'm saying chicken, rice, and broccoli, even though that's a vegetable, but, um, your body's going to digest it better. So you're going to get more out of that. Um, but it's just, it just has a bunch of, um, micronutrients micronutrients in it. That's going to help because it's, you can't track the hundreds of micronutrients and minerals. Um, I mean, it's just too hard. So I would say throw some superfoods in if it's advertises that here and there, but just try to get a well-rounded variety. And if all you're eating is that superfood, congratulations, it's not a superfood because now your body has those micronutrients, but it's going to be lacking in the other ones anyway. So just focus on a well-rounded variety of fruits and vegetables in general. A lot of superfoods are preventative measures too. So you could look into like antioxidants or like cancer preventing um, benefits like just because you're eating superfoods doesn't mean you're not going to get cancer. I'm not saying you're going to get cancer, but I'm just saying like it's a preventative measure. Um, that's like the main purpose of a superfood. Best breakfast, I would just say your well rounded proteins, carbs, and fats. Um, but make sure that in the morning you definitely want that protein. I am going to, I'm in like a ranty mood, and I don't think that your question is not good, but. We need to stop focusing on best or does this work? Like, what does that mean? That's so vague. Like best breakfast, because the best breakfast for me is to not eat because I like to intermittent fast because as soon as I eat, I deal with like bloating and GI distress, which takes away from my workout um, instead of making me feel energized. So like the best breakfast is different for everyone and like what their goals are. So you have to like dive into like what your goals really are. Um I mean, if your goal is to train in the morning, then yeah, you're going to want to fuel up with some carbohydrates and protein and keep your fat a little bit lower. Um, but if you don't like breakfast and you want to practice some intermittent fasting, you can do that too. If you're not training until later in the day, maybe you keep your carbohydrates lower. It's just, it's too vague. And best is just, it's not specific enough. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we are going to wrap it up here. I hope you guys enjoyed. If you're popping in now, this live will be posted for the next 24 hours. If you happen to miss the live, we have it on Beyond the Bikini Radio. So if you guys like Jake, give him a thumbs up and let me know. All right, bye, everyone. See you guys. Hey, guys. On the Beyond the Bikini podcast, you know I talk a lot about training and nutrition. Trust me, it can be hard to hit the gym consistently, track your macros to a T, and feel like you're making progress. So rather you're a newbie in the gym 
or someone who's been hitting the gym consistently but possibly hit a plateau, then I recommend you check out my one-on-one coaching. No, I do not only coach prep clients, but I coach lifestyle clients as well. I would love to hear more about your goals, so feel free to apply for my one-on-one coaching down below at the link. There we can discuss what you're wanting to accomplish in the gym with your relationship with food and how I can help you reach your goals.